All right, so what's going on, guys? I'm here with a very special guest, one of my long life friends, Matt. Um, today, we're going to be talking about some adversity that he might have faced in his life, how he necessarily bounced back with it. First off, I have him down in the dungeon, my my gym. What do you think of it, my man? I like it. I like it. <laughs> classic, uh, classic old school. You know, back in the days, all sports and everything. I mean, now. honestly, Basically dude, lifting. first off, I mean. Dude, you, got the, you got the tray. You got the tray it, all it, set it, up. Yeah, dude. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean. You could probably bench more than I already signed it, dude. But. We might need to add some more plays. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but first off, man, I, w I wanted to throw a story in here because this is what I was going to talk when I was talking to you in the beginning. Um, but I was like, I'll wait till I get this on the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I remember, uh, dude, do you remember this? It was like probably fourth grade, man. And uh, I remember, I don't know, yeah, you were on my bus. And, uh, dude, I was such a punk, man. Dude, you should have slapped <laughs> me in the face right then and there, bro. I remember like, uh, I was like, hey, man, I'm cool. I think you're cool too. I want to show you how to be cool. And uh, I remember I was like, if you're cool, you wear short socks or whatever. Yeah, I, I remember the pet, the pets conversation. <laughs> oh that that God. was uh, I just, yeah, throwback to like fourth or fifth grade. I was trying to think. I was like, what do I want to? I'm like, I want to bring that up. And I was like, I don't know, if, you know. No, no, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I used to wear, uh, you know, not knee high socks, but pretty close. Um, <laughs> just, uh, and everyone else was wearing peds, and you were like, yeah, man, you gotta rock the peds. And I think we've been friends from that point since, man, fifth yeah, grade, and all this class. And that's right, dude. Do you remember? I was just going through this the other day. Um, Mr. Talbot, dude, this is love from a teacher, man. I was so disruptive in that class. Most teachers at that point, they'd give up, dude. But I was trying to think of this because, like, you know, when I run into him with coaching and wrestling, he brings this up. Uh, dude, instead of just being like, all right, screw this kid and, like, send me to the principal's office, dude, he would actually take Kimmy. You know, remember Kimmy? Yeah, Bush? I remember Kimmy. She'd pair you off with him. Yeah. And, put, and we'd go actually out in the hallway. Like, that was, like, the last resource for him. But, uh, yeah, so my man on the show, we have, you know, very uh, fluid and good history. Together. We got some history. <laughs> yeah. So what I really want to dive into today um, is, like I said, we, on this podcast, we necessarily, we talk about adversity and how really you can, you know, really bounce back from it. And um, I think he really illustrates how he did that. Um, now, my man over here, what... I'd say basically up until we're going to talk about when it happened, you probably say you had like a normal, and even now I'm not saying it's not normal, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's, um, which is a gastrointestinal illness, um, back when I was in second grade. And from second grade till around... Oh, so you had it. Yeah, I had it early on, but, you know, it didn't really affect my life too extremely. You know, I just had to, I had to take some pills and I had to uh -huh. um, take some shots, but not, nothing too serious. No hospitalizations, no... I, I, I could eat what I wanted. I could, you know, do whatever I wanted. Yeah, so, yeah. um, had nice six packs. So everything was nice. <laughs> but um, going into tenth grade, uh, my disease acted up. It flared up. So Crohn's okay. you have periods of flare up and periods of calmness. No, just just from curiosity, because you know, mm -hmm. um, what do you mean by flare? Like, can you tell? Like, if like, all right, man, like, like you feel like it's gonna flare up or yeah. So um. Basically, a flare-up, you'll start getting more cramps, um, you know, you'll, you'll be in pain more, you'll feel a little bit bloated. Okay. Um, it varies from person to person. Yeah. You know, some people get more severe, like they'll, you know, have extreme diarrhea or what have you, but that, that wasn't really my case. It's more of just cramps, like, but they weren't, I'm not a Nancy, so, but they hurt, um, oh, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant, but, um. So you, you get a sense of when it's going to flare up. And it flares up usually when your medication's failing. So, okay. you know, back in the, not the beginning stages of um, you know, Crohn's, they didn't have 
uh, decent medicine. You know, they were trying, they, they're still updating medicines, you know, as they go forward. They haven't found a cure, but um, the medicines get better and better over time. But yeah. in the beginning, you know, the medicines weren't that great. They had okay. you know, side effects, and so, and sometimes you develop antibodies to those medicines. Exactly. So, you know, the medicines fail, and you have to switch to a new medicine. But in that period of failing, you know, you're stuck with the disease. So, um, it started, I was on a medicine called Remicade, and it was, uh, you know, intravenous, so you went to the hospital, you sat through a three-hour treatment, you know, you got all your medicine in, and you're good for a month, and you do that every month. So, um, I had a sense that something was, something was a little fishy, because I started to get cramps and everything, I told my dad, he was like, well, you've got another treatment in a week, let's just wait till then, see how it goes. Um... And I waited, got the treatment, still felt still horrible. Cramps, yeah, yeah, still felt bad. Um, went and saw my GI doctor, and we started me on a new treatment called Tamira. You might see the, the ads on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. marketing um, team. Right? Yeah, marketing team. Yeah, that's a plug for Tamira right there. I'm going to get sponsored. Um, but I started on that, but unfortunately, it was too late that the disease had progressed. Um, when it gets too bad. So, was it like a blockage? I don't mean to No, no, it wasn't a blockage. Um, Basically, I formed a, an abscess, and you know, an abscess is just a pocket of pus. Okay. So that had to be drained, and in order to get that drained, I had to get diverted. So a diversion, you know, you, your large intestine runs to, to your uh, rectum, and then your uh, then it comes out. But a diversion is when they split your large intestine, or in my case, your large intestine it could be anywhere on your intestines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they put it outside your skin, and they give you what's called an ostomy. Colostomy bag. Yes, yes. So I had uh, one of those in 10th grade. And, uh, you know, you can probably remember in 10th grade coming back from the hospital. I was in there for about two months, two and a half months. I got down to 90 pounds, could, could barely, you know, function. Um, had to get supplemental feeding through an IV system. Yeah. It was, it was horrible. So, so let me just, what do you call it? Because, uh, I mean, just, just. I mean, you're, you're saying like, like a story, but yeah, dude, no, this, no, is, this, is, cause this is, this is, no, no, because this is like, this is, yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy's like a freaking GI Joe over here. Like, what I, what I mean by that is because like, there's so many things that I'm thinking of as you're telling me this, and it's like, I gotta, I gotta figure out what, I gotta, I gotta dissect this guy's brain for a second, because I mean, listen, like he just said, he was what, tenth grade. So uh, how old are, how old are we in tenth grade? Fifth, sixteenth, seventh. Uh, 15. You guys, 15. you guys, anyone listening, whether you're older or younger, whatever my audience may be, I have a lot of people in Australia actually, which is, so I support you, you know, I appreciate you guys giving me the support in Australia, but uh, um, anyway, uh, at 16 or 15 years old, uh, I'm sure they laid it out to you, you know, they throw out the, you know, the, the doctor terms, and then I'm sure they, they lay it out to you, listen, this is what's, or the procedure that's going to happen, did they, and what is that, what's going through, your, I mean, I, I don't know how, how, what I'm thinking, if that's um, going through, what is that going through your head when you feel like, alright, this might, this is, you know, there is no way that they're going to be able to treat this, this is what they're going to have to do, this, like, what, what, what is so that? So, like? it really, like, when they were walking me through what they were going to do, um, they sat me down, it was very serious, like, all right, if you make this decision, this is going to, you know, treat the abscess, but, you know, you're going to have a colostomy, and I didn't understand the gravity of the situation yeah. at the time, I mean, you know, I knew I'd be diverted, but I didn't know how long I'd be diverted for, so... You know, in my head, I was like, all right, one or two months till the abscess heals, and we'll just switch everything back up. Because you never really, you're not used to having, like, something that's just, like, going to be completely, like, a long-term chronic Right, thing. yeah. So you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's one thing to have an illness. It's another thing to have a physical sign of that illness, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was really shocking when my, when my body changed, realizing after the fact, you know, 
coming up, waking up from the anesthesia, looking down and seeing, you know, a physical sign of my illness on me was, yeah. you know, a little bit of a wake up call. And, um, getting back into school, I think was the, the hardest thing. I mean, I had great teachers, uh, Mrs. Mecca and, and yeah. Mr. Hilly. They, uh, came to my house and they helped me through my oh, courses. Wow. I, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's, that's amazing. Dude. That, yeah, it even... is. So, um, look, they even got a nice little shout out. Right yeah, there. yeah. How long were you out of school for? The first first episode I was out for two and a half months because I came wow. back in uh, early November. Yeah, wow. November like 10th around. Um, so, you know, getting that far into the semester, you, I have to catch up on two and a half months of school in a couple of weeks. So, because when you're, when you, I was in the hospital, I got no work done because I was oh. on enough painkillers to sedate a hundred and, you know, like, a huge guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, Jeez. They, I, you know, you just, you know, think clearly when you're on narcotics and it's not that I wanted to be on them. I got off of them as quickly as possible, but, oh, yeah. That's good, um, yeah. they do have side effects and one of the side effects is, you know, if you're out of it, you just, it's, yeah. you know, it numbs the pain, but you know, it also doesn't make you think clearly. So, so uh, all right. So you said what, two months is what you were, you yeah, know, two months was and a, how, how, I'm sorry, how, how, how many of that was actually in the hospital compared to, all right, you're home for a little bit? Or was it all two months and then straight back to, um, or did you transition? Well, to... I got in the hospital in August and I left in, Probably left, in, I left, in left in October and then I spent a little bit of time at home just with home tutoring getting yeah, readjusted. Yeah. I had to put on a little bit of muscle because, you know, it was very oh, hard for me to walk. Um, Damn, so, wow. Yeah, that was, um, but I transitioned back to school within couple weeks let's say three or four weeks so yeah um but yeah most of that was spent in the hospital um, see that's crazy because man listen i'm just you know i might be a wuss when it comes to hospital i think there's one thing that would scare me i'm not i don't know i don't know because like i'm speaking from the outside looking in the, the one thing i feel like would freak me out man is having a weird ass roommate dude like for me that i feel like just well you know because uh i don't know old, i don't know i know they try to you know they try to book them in the same room like so mm -hmm. you have an elderly person i think at least that's what i you know, that's how it always seems like it was. No, you're, you're grouped with people your age. Um, I didn't have a roommate for, I only had a roommate for a part of the time. Um, oh. He was a very nice kid, uh, Daniel. Yeah. Um, he went through, he was in a car accident and oh, wow. he shattered, shattered his hip. Um, as long as you got no one waking up in the middle of the night yeah, walking around. No, that's no, I no. My that, that, that was, weird, dude. that was, uh, you know, my second time in the hospital, I didn't have two nice, nice roommates because I was in a, you know, not as nice of a hospital, but, yeah, yeah. um, but the first time I had a, you know, Dan was a nice kid, so there you I go. Along. So I mean, the, I'll tell you one thing: the reason why I mean, there's even hearing about it in the beginning, um, there was something that I what the moment that I was like for me that struck me because I I didn't even realize you know all the like you know the whole catching up part. That's something that kind of was off my head. The thing that really bounced back and I'm, yeah, we're gonna talk about the whole lifting thing because that's incredible. Was uh, when I saw you. Um, you know, two a couple semesters ago, we were running for uh, what was what were you uh, uh, student student body president. I mean, right then and there. I mean, listen, one. I mean, I'm, and it's not like oh, I know what happened in tenth grade, and now it's three or four years. But that I mean, listen, that doesn't. Somebody can get you know something. Ha you know, whether it's whatever it may be, and you could be knocked out, and you could just live in a funk. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what this whole thing is about. You know, whatever circumstances you may have trying to you know bounce not being a funk from it and that's when how was that experience did you are you still trying to do something in your in your other school like as far as getting involved with the whole student pod, or not really? um i'm on the rugby team and that that chews hey, up a bit of my time hey, hey. um oh, yeah. no but i you know get in terms of getting out of a funk i think i you know 
I had the same process because they tried to reconnect me, you know, put everything back the way it should be in the end of 11th grade, the summer of 11th grade going to 12th grade, and the same problem happened. So I had to go through the whole process all over again. And, oh, that's... You know, when the same thing happens twice, you kind of get hit with Jay's vu, like, what the hell did we just do? Yeah, Cause yeah. Because they thought they had an understanding, they thought everything had healed. And they did a, they, they looked in and they saw everything looked like it healed, but what they real didn't realize was on a microscopic level there was still microscopic, microscopic tearing tears, and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, when everything got put together, it wasn't fully healed and it just rehappened again. So that's when I became in a funk because I was looking, you know, on Facebook, I saw all my friends go on a toga day, senior year. It was that's what kinda hit me and I got, you know, not depressed for a little bit, but I was yeah. sad. I was, I was oh, missing, yeah. I was missing what you know the American population fantasizes as you know the best year of your life, your yeah, senior yeah. year of high school, or you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's, that's what really, really got me. See, I, see, right there, I didn't even realize that they went in for it because that's exactly what they um my grandma they wanted to, they wanted to, um, I think her situation was she actually had a blockage, um, and uh, it was just to the point where like they couldn't pick it up on a cat scan, and um, it was they she, she honestly. Doctor, if you're listening, which he isn't, but um, <laughs> could have sued him for a lot of money, um, because he uh kept saying no, take this, take this, you don't need a cat scan, you're fine, just you know antibodies prescribed her, and it came to a point where she, yeah, she literally was like, no, like this is one of the worst like uh, episodes of diarrhea that I've that I'm going through, and uh, they went booked her for emergency surgery. She was that close for to rupture, and um, so it is a little different, but um. Still the same thing. They wanted to, uh, they if they could have cleared it out, they wanted to, you know, put it back together. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that that was your case, cause so that right there, I mean, that must have been. Yeah, it was biggest. a little bit of a knockdown. Yeah. You know, no, and thinking you're. Were thinking, you over it at that point? Like, were you before it? Before it, like, were you like, all right, I can live with this, you know? Like, I know you can live with it, but but you get what I'm saying, like like. Uh, you know, it was, it was hard to be seen in my eyes as normal, cause. You know, on social media, you see everyone's got nice six-pack abs and everything's all nice and lined up. And, you know, if you got this thing on your stomach. It's, Photoshop. Yeah, yes, yeah, Photoshop, you know, lighting. Um, angles. Angles. Angles and lighting is the best. But, um, this is good for angles. You know, I used to, in, in ninth grade, I, I was looking at my old Facebook and I had a picture of me posing in the, the, yeah. the six-pack and the backwards hat. And, you know, even though all the comments are like, oh, what's up with that? I was like, um, you know. It was it was me doing me, and exactly. uh, the fact that I couldn't be like showy or didn't have you know that much show anymore. I was a very like visual person. I always liked yeah, all yeah. the old bodybuilders, Frank Zane, Franco Colombo. You know, Columbo, yeah. Yeah, says, bring back some classics. Yeah, everyone says Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I like Mike Benzer. You know, okay, Edward yeah. Corny. I yeah, like yeah. I like I really like the I like that because um, yeah, those are people that you don't really. I mean, they, yeah, they're like kind of, I really think they're pretty popular, but um. You're right. Most people do jump to you know Schwarzenegger. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, 100. And I, I just have to laugh at that because uh, same thing. I was the same way, and you know, I for, and I should have deleted my some of the stuff on my Facebook, man. So yeah. if my girlfriend's mom wants to judge me a little bit, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't blame her, bro. Like, some if going through my page and seeing like little Wayne shirts and I was wearing, yeah, like, yeah, rosary beads. But you yeah, know what? Yeah. Like he just said, man, just whatever. That's what I used to be like. But uh. So the, my favorite part of this, what I'm going to get into, because we're almost to, you know, to uh, like a, my favorite session. So don't worry, I'm not going to keep, you know, bombarding you. But uh, what this is based around, which is fitness and, you know, uh, personal development. And uh, 
the thing that really caught my attention is when you had because you're not Instagram. You've only had it for what a couple a year or two, two oh, years. Yeah, right? I've, not only, that long. I've only had Instagram for yeah, about a year. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, uh, uh, you know, the person who I mentioned, uh, we were following you, like following your uh, Instagram. Like, damn, good dude. He's dude. He's getting shredded quick. And uh, um, that's what got you into wanting to. You know, I mean, I think everybody wants to, to some degree get because especially you just mentioned you were following body. Was it more than just that, like, that got you into the gyms? And um, So, I lifted as a kid. I was lifting in 7th, 8th grade, a little bit in 6th grade, too, you know, just yeah. to get ready for wrestling and uh, to get fit. So, I was I was hitting the gym. Um, and then when I was sick, in the, in the periods where I was sick, I would still try to go, but I was only, I was barely pushing up the bar. Um, oh, my you know, God. My yeah. dad was down there. He was giving me encouragement and helping me out. So, he's a big part of the reason I got into it, but... Um, I really started, I got well enough, um, when I went away to college, I went up to Bucknell and the summer before that, and throughout the year and a half I spent at Bucknell, I really was at the gym every day for two and a half hours, yeah, yeah. no days huh. off. Um, I don't believe in rest days. I just believe you should hit a different muscle group. So yeah, that's it. 24 um, hours is rest you know, from sleeping yeah, to whatever, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. That's all your body needs. Um, but um, so I was eating a lot more. I was reading about uh, fitness and yeah. you know how much I know. You, I know you need the protein, but I never knew how much you know you needed and how much carbs to take, how much fats. Yeah. Um, so I started watching that, and I had the unlimited plan, so I got a little heavy. Um, I got the uh, no, I it was it was it was a blessed <laughs> thing. Every time I was hungry, I went to oh the calf. Oh my god, dude! Um, so I got up to <laughs> I went from. Entering college at 160 around wow, yeah. to leaving at 180, but it wasn't a good wow. 180. It was like I had a little bit of fat on me, didn't didn't look the healthiest, but I I'd put on a significant amount of muscle. Yeah. And then when I, I just took a little time off from school and just took some classes at Suffolk and okay, um, so that's how yeah. So um, just wanted to figure out because I was a biochem major and mm-hmm. I decided I want to be a plastic surgeon anymore. So now I'm pursuing law and education. Thank um, God, yeah. So that's all right. I was wondering because I was like, did what? Because I thought you went to to. I, I didn't think you went to Buckland. Honestly, I had no idea. I knew you went away, but I had no idea where. But um, I was like, dude, where the hell? You know, like this. You had, where? Because at Eastern Fitness, obviously, uh, it wasn't that Eastern Fitness relatively new. Yeah. So I was like, where where did this kid just? You know, would he just come out of the works? Just huge, like. No. Uh, yeah. So I was yeah, wondering I where you got these lifts d- from. Didn't you know, get like, big that that like, uh, dude, that easy. Um. Everybody's looking for where's the magic potion, <laughs> but um. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so basically, you you've always had the the whole drive of just wanting to. Yeah. Um, so my my basic motto is, uh, you know, I still have the colostomy bag, and you know, it's still it's still a visual, you know, not it's not pleasant to look at, but um, because it's not it's not normal. I should just say it's not as unpleasant. It's just not normal. So mm-hmm. I try to improve in other areas that I can. You know, I like um, that. Yeah. Because I you know I still have a social life, so. You know, when you're when you're on the beach, that's the first thing, obviously, that someone's gonna look at. Like, oh, that's a little different. You know, what's that or whatever. Oh, so, I like so, this guy. That's so, nice. you know, if I've got 18 inch arms and you know <laughs> huge chest, it's you know it, it evens it out. So, oh, I live for aesthetics and I also live for um, strength, but you know. So that's that's probably the strong. That's the strong fire burning. Yeah, it is. It really. I just want to improve my body to what I think 
my physical it best even, is. It, it, you know, equalizer. I yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy and, and get, you know, stage ready and get down to 5% body fat, but, you know. <laughs> Guess the OS salt and take all the Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going nuts like that, yeah, but if yeah. I'll, I'll put in, you know, my hardest every day to try to get to where I think I can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, I like that. So I figured out, now I figured out the main. So for now, for, I guess, I call these fun questions, but these are just questions that are fun for me because yeah, I always like to, I, I like to figure out things. What What are the goals? I mean, it's, everyone's like, oh man, you asked me. But uh, what are the, what are, the, what is the five year, or just the, the, the goal, whether it's for, you know, first gym side and then, you know, what we were just talking about, whether it's uh, with law or with anything. What is the, what is the goal? Um. So the goal in the gym um, don't don't hold back, brother. No. Don't worry, man. I mean, at Marist, I'm not the biggest guy in the gym. Um, I do the football players are you know 240 pounds, so you can't be bigger than them. But Meatloaf, I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to look like Frank Zane. I really, I want that that V line taper. I want, yeah. um, you know, the nice aesthetic body. I don't want to look like a mass monster. I'm not trying to look like Dorian Yates or I'm not trying to look like Phil Heath. Um, you know, I, yeah, I have more power to them. Those guys put in the grind and they take some stuff that, yeah, yeah. you know, I would, that's some next level stuff. I don't know if I want to go that route. I don't think I want to get that big. I have friends in the gym that are that big yeah. and I'm walking around at 285 pounds. Can't scratch your back, bro. No, I, I literally, yeah. yeah. So I have trouble reaching around now at, at 180 <laughs> or 190. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to get that big, but I just want to get up to where I can see some veins, see some you know nice abs, serratus, and yeah. just walk around that. In terms of you know my future, um, I'm dual majoring in education and history mm -hmm. um, at Marist College. A little shout out, yeah, uh, um, up in Poughkeepsie. So, but I want to pursue law, so I'm taking some LSAT courses next semester. Yeah, yeah. and the the goal is law. The backup is education. So one day, if I'm 50 and decide I don't want to do law anymore. Just pick up a teaching job because, um, you know, always teachers. Dude, and teaching, man, I mean, hey, I think I think the audience that we're probably speaking to right now, dude, that's the way to pick up coaching, man. I mean, if anyone wants to coach. Yeah, you, no, that's so. that's the way you really got to go. Yeah, so, what, what, I mean, obviously not a lot, you know, it's not a lot of people run around with, a, you know, whether it's, what would you say it was, help me out here, it was with the C, I don't want to say, Crohn's, Crohn's, okay, that's right. What, so I don't know if, I guess to speak to the speak to the audience. What would you recommend if someone is you know, because um, you were at one point you said you're really low in weight, you could barely get the bar. What is what is something that kept you going? Where because and I have someone else who's going to be coming on who her story is. I mean, uh, I don't want to shoot her weight out because I can't remember exact weight she told me, but she was at a heavy weight and um, she still you know whether she lost thirty pounds or whatever. It's still you know it's still you still got a lot to go, but people have this mindset where they can keep them going for you when you know you're having those days where weeks go by and you're just managing to get the bar up what would you recommend to people who are maybe you know whether it's it could be anything health-wise because that's what we're talking about necessarily you know they're trying to bounce back from you know whatever condition they may have um what what is something that you kind of thought of to say hey listen i know you know i know it's not night and day difference or but this is what's going to keep me going did you have anything that necessarily um my main big thing is consistency and not consistency. consistency. Yeah. Mm. So, um, consistency is what really drove me being down there and knowing that I was doing everything that possible that I could. And also I, uh, I took some progression pictures. So, mm -hmm. um, I went on bodybuilding.com and there was like a 2000, you know, the, the little two, 2000 K challenge. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, 
but I never never followed through and posted my end results. But I took some beginning results and I didn't look at it for a while because my dad told me if you look at it every day, it's gonna drive you nuts. Just take a <laughs> picture, take a, take a couple pictures, put them away. Don't don't check it, and then come back in two months. Take it from the yeah. same angle. Don't flex. Just naturally take it and see where you are. Because if you look at the scale every day and you see, you know, oh, I'm up two pounds. I need to do more cardio. Oh, I'm this, this. You don't need to do that unless you're like yeah. the elite of the elite. Um, exactly. For your average guy or girl, just, you know, do a consistent regimen. Whether that's 30 minutes of cardio or 30 minutes of weight training. Just stick with what you what's working for you. And don't focus on the numbers. I love that, dude. Honestly, that's that's the principles of what we preach over here at the, you know, whatever, whether I'm training someone here. Um, and uh, usually the first week, too, I always say um, when you're starting something, your metabolism is going all out of, you know, all sorts of ways. So actually a lot of people who I've trained, um, you know, you may actually gain like, you know, a pound or two the first week because your, your body's just, you know, out of balance. Um you got to flush everything out. So usually the second week, third week, I get excited because that's usually when I get, oh, four pounds down or, you know, three pounds or, you know. But so I always tell people, you know, just go for go for how you're feeling mentally, man. Like, I'm sure, like, if you, if you weren't feeling the results physically yet, dude, how you're feeling um, up top was, you know, right. it's priceless. So, right, right. Um, so, guys, honestly, that was gold. Um, if I were you, I would go back and rewind, listen to, you know, last – five minutes of what he had to say because that was that's that should be stapled on the walls that you can't see through this podcast right here <laughs> but um so my man that's that's my man matt ladonsi you guys will hear of him doing big things um i don't know if you have an easy to easy to sh- shout out um whether instagram or whatever or yeah my instagram is matthew ladonsi m-a-t-t-h-e-w dot l-i-d-o-n-n-i-c-i and uh, one day I'll be able to uh, outbench him. Just one day. Maybe, <laughs> nah, I don't know. I gotta jump on every three no, days. You, you know, three times a day, you, bro. Man, that's, that's the goal. So, gotta set a goal. Hey, man. Listen. 